Hi everyone, welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I'm joined by Adam and Mark. How's it going, fellas? Good. How you doing, Tony? Doing all right. Adam, how about you? Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy yes. St. Patrick's Day. We are recording on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. We are all in green. We have leprechaun hats. We are a sight to behold. <laughs> it's true. It is. And uh, we're here to talk nerdy. It's three guys. We're going to talk nerdy. We're going to talk Star Wars tonight. All right. Everyone, all of the ladies seem to have abandoned us. <laughs> they were like, yeah, you guys go do your thing. It's fine. Right. Let's talk Star Wars. What's what's the big Star Wars thing right now? I think it's the Galactic Star Cruiser that recently opened down in Walt Disney World. Um, not None of us have been there yet, although I hear that one of us might be making plans to go very soon. Is, is that not true, Adam? Uh, that is half true. <laughs> half true. All right. I did put a deposit down. Not 100% of I'm going because I'm going with a friend, and if he can't go or if he doesn't want to go... If he's not allowed to go, then I won't go. All right. I was going to go with somebody else eventually, but I do plan on going eventually. Okay. Well, you've got a deposit down, which is a lot closer than Mark and I have been at this yeah. point. So congratulations. <laughs> do you know <laughs> when? Do you have a time? Do you have a date yet? Uh, August and uh, uh, middle of August. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's. I believe it's booking out through September as of now. Okay. Actually, it's out to, uh, I heard October to December have opened up. Oh, really? You know, you know what we should do? We should mention, for those who don't know what Galactic Star Cruiser is, if they've been under underneath a Disney rock for the past year and a half, <laughs> uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, official name, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, is a boutique resort experience that recently opened up on Walt Disney World property. And it is a two-day immersive cruise to the stars on board the Halcyon, which is a spaceship in the Star Wars universe. So essentially it's a landlocked cruise. If you're big into cosplay or you want the all immersive Star Wars experience, this is for you. Uh, if you enjoy going to get, uh, Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios and putting on a Jedi robe, you're going to love a Galactic Star Cruiser. If you are like me and your wife will really not tolerate that, you're going to go to Galactic Star Cruiser alone um, because it is very cost prohibitive to bring somebody who is not a Star Wars fan. Yes. Yes. So they do, they have about a hundred cabins. Uh, they range from standard staterooms uh, to multi-bedroom staterooms, uh, a couple of suites. Uh, it is a four-story Star Cruiser. And as I said, it's all immersive. So you're encountering Star Wars characters that you're familiar with. You're encountering Star Wars characters that you're just meeting for the first time. Uh, but like everything, Disney, the Halcyon has a story and a backstory. And uh, that's where it kind of gets interesting if you're a Star Wars fan. Um, so let me let me go to Mark just because he's uh, a little closer in age to me and has, has been into Star Wars probably a little longer than Adam. And, and Mark, what, what are your feelings on the Galactic Star Cruiser? It's not I, I'll say and I, I think I've said this before. I, this is not for me, I don't think, you know, it's um, I look, I have no, I have nothing but, you know, I go to comic cons. I do all that kind of stuff. I have nothing but respect for all those people that are, you know, to do the cosplay and they build their own 
uniforms and 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 uh, outfits and everything, and that's that stuff is amazing. But I'll never be one of those people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm never going to go through the time, effort, and cost to to put one of those outfits together myself. I enjoy watching it, but I'm not going to do it myself. You know, right? And and um and that's kind of where I where I think I am with this. It's just, I mean, look the the reviews I've I've read, I mean, at least the reviews I've I've read and and listened to from the people I I sort of trust, right? Like I I, I trust Glenn Testa. I listen to his whole review of the of the car, Star Cruiser. Listen to Tom Corliss's. Um, it sounds amazing. I mean, it absolutely sounds like this is an amazing experience. If you're if you have, you know, but it also sounds like it's a lot of work. You know, if you want it to be that amazing experience, and that's just not. Like, I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? I just, right. I don't know that I want to put in all that time and effort to create a character and an outfit and all this other stuff and like have a backstory. Um, I just don't know that I, I want to do that. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm at. Okay. So you want to go through the, the, the lightsaber training, but you don't necessarily want to spend $1,200 a night doing it. Exactly. Like right. I, uh, what I've said it, and I, I, like if this were, an experience for a few hours, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like if I could go to dinner and just hang out there for a few hours, I'd, I'd be totally into it. Right. You know, but like the two day thing, it just seems, I, I don't, I just don't think I could do it. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I, I think for me, I mean, based on, like I said, based on, on some of the reviews I've heard, you've got to do a lot of, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much time and effort these people put into creating the characters and everything like that. And it, but it even said like every review I read said that the two days is, is pretty intense. Like you're going for two days, right? you know, it, like, I, I mean, to the point where if you go back and decide you want to take a nap or something like that, you could miss something. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just, that just seems a little intense for me. I just, you know, and Disney's an intense vacation in general, <laughs> right? But this just seems like I, like, I want to be able to like, take an hour and sit in my room and watch TV for, you know, kind of decompress. Uh, Like if I have to be gone for two days, I just don't think I, I I don't think I would get my money's worth out of this experience. Right. And and it is extremely interactive. I mean, you're expected to take part in challenges and, um, you know, decide whether you want to join the rebellion or the first order uh, you get missions, you go down to Batu, you have things that you have to do down there. It's interactive. You're meeting with characters on the ship. You're talking to them in secret. They're telling you right. things to do. Um, you know, it, it's not it's not just a leisurely uh, cruise into space. Uh, just, you know, a spoiler. The resort never leaves the ground. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I kind of get where, where you're coming from. Um, you know, sample pricing on this. Based on two guests per cabin, it's twelve oh nine per night per guest, or forty eight hundred dollars, uh, and that's for a two night, three day experience. Now, when we say three days, that means you're boarding the ship sometime around noon on day one. You get a full day on day two, and then day three, you're off of there after breakfast. So it's it's you know it's really one full day and and two partial days, um, and you do get some time in Galaxy's Edge as well. Uh, you take a shuttlecraft down there to the new uh, shuttle port uh, that they have created, uh, which is an experience in and of itself. And um, 
you know, they're they're getting they're putting into the Galactic Star Cruiser a lot of the elements that we first heard were supposed to be available as part of Galaxy's Edge. Some of the free roaming uh, droids and characters and some of these missions that you were supposed to be given. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, Adam and Mark, if you guys remember when they mentioned that they were going to be building Galaxy's Edge and it's like, you're going to become a member of the Star Wars universe and, you know, you're going to have missions and depending upon how you do on missions, you're going to go into, you know, Oga's Cantina and the bartender's going to talk to you about, you know, how good or how bad you did and, you know, whether it was budget crunches or, or, or for whatever reason, you know, that stuff never materialized. And and now they're getting it as part of the Star Cruiser, which is cool. But I think, Mark, I'm like you. You know, it's very cost prohibitive. You know, I would do it, but I'm not into the cosplay role that much. You know, I'll throw on a superhero shirt, but right. I'm not playing superhero. <laughs> right. You know, um, I'd love to hold a lightsaber. Uh, you know, that extends that they have on the ship that are these exclusive new lightsabers with the extending blade. You know, I'd, I'd love to hold one of those. I'd love to feel it light up in my hand. But I, I just I don't think I'm going to do it yet unless things fall through with Adam and he needs somebody else to go with. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's funny how you bring up like these are like a lot of this stuff was promised uh, sort of I, sort of officially unofficially. There was supposed to be a like a real sit down dinner restaurant. Galaxy's Edge. What's funny is, so Galaxy's Edge was originally developed for Disneyland, and we know that because of the way it's laid out and how it fits there. And then they just copied and pasted it for Hollywood Studios. So it's unfortunate, sad, whatever you want to call it, that they planned it for there, and then they planned to then have, you know, all these other things, roaming droids, restaurant, interactivity with more i should say more interactivity with the rides and then the you know the bartenders and the cast within the land and then they don't even have <laughs> they don't even have that stuff in california they just put the hotel in florida instead now whether or not they build it in california i don't know i i don't not to get into this i don't think they would i feel like they would probably do some other ip if they're going to go with that but from every review that I've seen, you have to be an extrovert or at least somebody that's willing to do, you know, to get interactive with people, with strangers, with the cast. And it really helps to have like to sort of make your own story about yourself so that the cast has something to go off of and they can play into that. Because what I've seen is that the cast remembers your name and they remember your backstory throughout the whole cruise, which I think is really interesting so i'm i'm i believe the main most of them stay for the full cruise what i heard was that there's a whole floor of rooms dedicated to cast that stay there the whole time you're staying there almost as if it was like a regular cruise yeah i yeah i think i've heard the same i i've also heard i i forget who who i was listening to but they said they they recommended don't go like, if you're going to do this, don't go as, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Because they can't – because there is an Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars universe. So they they can't, you know, sort of work that in well into this story. Like, they, they really recommend going in as a, a – like, create a character. You need – like, camp, can't be Wan Kenobi. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which is what I would think. That's a good one. 
that was good. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, so that's one of the, like, don't go as Kylo Ren. Don't go as Darth Vader. You know, like, you got to have your own character because then they can work with that more, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, Tony, what you were saying about, about, um, you know, the things that were supposed to be in Galaxy's Edge or that, that weren't and are now on the, on the, uh, star cruiser this is like this is one of the things that really really bothers me about this thing and i you know i've spent a lot of time because i'll be honest like this thing annoys me or you know i have a problem with it i don't I, and i've been trying to figure out like what is it exactly that i have a problem with you know is it just the money because i mean it is really expensive but i don't think that's what it is i think what, what bothers me is we were promised a lot of this stuff and they did say, I mean, it wasn't like they alluded to it. They said these things were going to be at Galaxy's Edge. Right. You know, walk around characters and droids and all those things. And and the reality is now now they're putting all of this, all of the stuff that's really cool about Galaxy's Edge. I feel like they're putting behind a paywall now. And I just right. I, I really have a problem with that. And it's, you know, it's the Star Cruiser. It's the the lightsaber experience bothers me. And I think that's, you know, it's just me. That's that bothers me. Like, I, I, I don't know why, like, you know, we're all Disney fans. We, we go to Disney all the time. We have all kinds of experience in all these parks and we don't pay extra for those experiences. Like they, they're, they just part of your ticket. Right. I mean, right. Festival of the Lion King is, is, it's a, it's a sort of a Broadway caliber show, but you can just go, you know, you don't pay extra for that. You know, and I, I, you know, and I'm not saying, I mean, obviously the Star Cruiser is a different beast entirely, right? You're, they're not going to give you a two night stay for, for free, but it's just, I think this price point is just so, so obnoxious. <laughs> right? right. Like I, and I think that's what really, what really bothers me about, about, you know, some of the stuff they've done with Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you that it's, it's somewhat, you know, for lack of a better term, obnoxious. Um it's just it's very tough to find a family my family is not a star wars family you know i have friends who the husband's into star wars the wife's into star wars of course they got the kids into star wars they're going to go you know i cannot get my wife and girls to go with me yeah they would not be interested it it would not be it would not be a good use of my money my vacation money mm-hmm. uh to spend you know 6 or 7000 dollars uh, to bring the girls for two nights into the Galactic Star Cruiser, I'd much rather rather go on a real cruise uh, and spend that money and do you know a four or five night cruise uh, with Disney. And if I'm lucky, you know it's a Star Wars themed cruise, uh, and I get my Star Wars day at sea, which you know Mark, you were talking about like if it were a shorter experience. Yeah. If if there were something that was like a, a Star Wars day at sea, where you got to see the characters, you know, you hung out with the characters. Um, you, you had opportunities to battle them or, or, you know, fight with a lightsaber against them. That would be great. But, right. you know, I, I really can't get behind, you know, spending that type of money. Now, if I had that type of money, you know, laying around, if I had a little bit of an extra vacation budget this year and I could find somebody to do it, I would love to do it. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't think, you know, I'm not really – that much of an extrovert. I'm I'm a proud nerd. You know, I've been reading comic books since 1976, 77. 
right? I love Marvel. Yeah. I love Star Wars. You know, I saw episode four in the theater in, in 77. You know, I've been around from the beginning and I'm a proud nerd, you know, and I know there's a stereotype out there and, and people think down of us. But, you know, some of the pictures I've seen of some of these people that are on the Star Cruiser, I just think it's, you know, Stuart from Big Bang Theory, yeah. uh, you know, who, who's kind of your your prototypical geek nerd. And I'm like, that's that's just not me. You know, I'm yeah. as much as I like Han Solo, I'm not buying the Han Solo pants with the vest and. Right you know, want to, want to run around as Han Solo or Tony Solo, or, you know, whatever my name is going to be on the Halcyon. So I, I, I just can't see myself doing it. Yeah. I think I would be, I, I, I feel like I would probably, and that's where, that's where I, like I said before, I, this is where I fall. I don't know that I would get my money out of this. Right. Because I think in order for you to be able to get your money out of it, you got to be one of those people that are, are right there one of the characters walks in the room, you're all over them, you know, interacting and talking about your story and all that kind of stuff. And I, I don't think that would be me. I'd just be more hanging in the background. Right. And, and, um, you know, so I just don't think, you know, based on what I've read, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know, but like based on what I've read, it sounds like for me, this is not, this would not work well for me. You know, right. I just wouldn't be that, that, that person. But it's like, look, hey, if, if this is your thing, more power to you, right? Like that, I, it's, I mean, I, from what I've heard, it's, it sounds like everybody, everybody seems to think that it has had an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say too, I, I, you know, these are the first few cruises, right? right. Like, I, I think that makes a big difference. Like the, the people who have been on the first cruises are either major theme park fans or major star wars fans or both right yeah so i think that you know this is a this is a an experience that has been geared for them right so i just wonder what happens when you get more regular people later I, on yeah you know i, I want to know when the family of four books it and goes that really doesn't know what they're getting themselves into other than it's like you know they got a lot of money and they know that this is like the new thing and they got to do it. Right. But right. they're not, they don't like, none of them are really into it. And I want to see how like much extra into it they're going to be. Um, and that's something we don't, we won't know. I think until it happens. And um, I think another thing that is sort of upsetting, bothering, whatever, not to drag this on, but if you do go and you enjoy things there, you're going to want to, you're going to, probably want to go back and it's just the, the barrier to entry is so hard to do that that you know they're kind of i hate that they're limiting you know repeatability on this um right like because like how often how often do they swap out the storylines well that yeah that that we we won't know until it happens right. and right and i think eventually they're gonna they're gonna have to because you're gonna run out of people that are willing to do this to do right. the same thing for the second time, it does seem like there is a lot of different things, different storylines you can follow while you're on there, which is, which is great. But um, um, one thing I was hoping for was like you could lightsaber fight with somebody. Doesn't seem like you can do that. You're right. Like like I think for that much money you should be able to like, you know, see Kylo Ren around a corner and you can like take out your lightsaber and start like whacking at him, you know? Yeah. Right. This is or, or like put on the stormtrooper uniform. Right. 
like like how uh, Han and um, Luke did, you know, something like that. Oh, that's a good idea. That would be neat. Yeah. I, you know, I, rescue the princess or something. Yeah, I, I, I've been saying, like I said, too, that like, you know, and, and like Tony said, I've been a Star Wars fan most of my life, right? Like, I think I was, you know, I saw the first movie in the theater when I was six when it, in 1977, you know, and I've been a, in love with it ever since. But like, I got to say, like, you know, they keep talking about you living your Star Wars story. I have to say, you know, this is what I've seen. As cool as it looks, this was never my Star Wars story. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want a blaster by my side, and I want to yeah. be like running around shooting at stormtroopers. That's what I want. That's my Star Wars. Story. It's definitely more. <laughs> it's definitely more tourist polished, like yeah. centric. It's not smuggler. You just, you know, you just got off of like a, you know, you know, wrangly ship. You're not like, you know, right. Boba Fett or something, and you just got pulled out of a Sarlacc pit and you're trying to, you know, survive. Like, yeah, I get that. It's not, it's definitely like the polished, nice Americanized version of it. Right. You, you know what I want to be, Mark? I want to be that smuggler who just turned the corner at the, in the Death Star. And like, you know how like two seconds later, Han Solo's coming back running the other direction? Yeah. Uh, because they're all chasing him. That I, That's what I want. Right. I want, you know, I want some insanity. Right. Um, exactly. So I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. I want to do it. I can't afford it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go back to what Adam said with the family of four. You know, as most of our listeners know, I, I happen to be a, a travel agent uh, for Main Street and More Travel, and I've got a client who asked, you know, my husband wants to know if the Star Wars hotel is open yet. And I said, well, yeah, it is. And she's like, well, you know, what would it cost to stay there? And I'm like, I gave her the price and she's like, wow, you know, okay, that's, that's doable. And then I had to explain to her, I said, you know, this isn't the type of thing where, you know, John's going to go off and play star Wars and, and, and you're going to go to Disney Springs. Yeah. You know, or you're going to go, uh, you know, to the magic kingdom while he's no, this is, you know, if you're staying there, you're expected to not leave for those two or three, you know, for those two nights, three days. And, uh, you know, I wonder how many unsuspecting families have been, or will be roped into that and, and they yeah. get there and they find out that, you know, Oh, we, we can't leave. Yeah. Right. Right. Y- you know, because we're off, off planet. So, you know, all, all that being said, uh, I hope to follow Adam's journey. I hope you do make it there in August. Um, there are some pretty cool things that are involved with this. I, I know that uh, shop Disney uh, at 60 days prior to your arrival uh, and, and, Unlike other Disney resorts, final payment is due 60 days out. Uh, but once you reach that final payment date, you get a special section of Shop Disney where you can purchase clothing uh, related to your stay. So they have all sorts of Jedi robes and Star Wars Star Wars themed uh, apparel. Uh, so you can actually prepare for your stay. I was hoping that if you were going to stay there for that amount of money, that they would give you some type of basic, uh, you know, tunic or rebel type attire. Uh, but that is that is not the case. My other big question on this is how long how long does it last? You know, we're we're in the uh, the honeymoon phase right now. It's just opened. Like Mark said, all the big fans are there. What happens a year or two down the road? Is it still going to be drawing people? And, and at what point does the Galactic Star Cruiser just become another resort where they get rid of everything? 
Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how long they can keep it up for. How long do they uh, keep each storyline? Do they swap out storylines? Do they let people know when they swap out storylines? It, it's it's an it's an exciting journey. And, uh, you know, Disney does not have too many missteps. Um, so it, it'll be fun to follow this along. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd just be funny if they do announce like, OK, new storyline. <laughs> but but it would have to match with the land, which they seem very rigid on. And we don't know whether Star we don't know how much, you know, different Star Wars stuff is going forward with movies. I don't know. It's all it's all up in the air at this point, I guess. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, that's that's a you know our look at the Halcyon. Um, but there's a lot more Star Wars going on in the the world of Disney these days, uh, and that is thanks to Disney Plus and uh, th- what I would call the heroes of the Star Wars universe right now, and that is uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Uh, they're the team behind the Mandalorian, uh, as well as if I'm correct, Mark, and you might know this because I don't watch uh, the animated stuff, but Dave Filoni did Clone Wars. Yes. Right. He's responsible for a lot of the animated content uh, that Lucas uh, Lucasfilm Star Wars has put out over the past few years. Um, So let's let's start talking about Disney Plus. Uh, How do you guys feel about the Disney Plus universe uh, of Star Wars? And let's start with we'll go with Adam this time. We'll go with the youngster. I like Boba Fett. I like Mandalorian, obviously. I think um, I think most people did. Boba Fett, I it was a little hmm, the, there was a lot of flashbacks and there was a couple early episodes where they were very heavy into the uh, his time with the uh, Sand People, Tuscan Raiders, mm-hmm. and that hmm, I, I understand they were building his like his lore of being like a nice guy because you know based on him in episodes. Five and six, you know, he's a bounty hunter. He's, you know, he gets paid to hunt people down. So how can we have a whole story about this guy? And we're supposed to like like him now. So they did a good job of making us like him by giving him like a a personality and a and like a you know a humanity to him. But it was just a lot. It seemed like they like kind of dragged it on. Like they and it's funny how like they do so much of that preview stuff. It's like that could have just been its own series. For its own something, I don't know. They could kind of stretch it out even more if they really wanted to. And then, of course, spoiler, you know, the last couple, the two of the last three episodes, it was barely even in them, <laughs> which was also kind of funny. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, that, Boba Fett was great. I liked it. It's amazing what they can do with the facial technology to make Luke Skywalker young again. <laughs> and, like, part of me is like, you know, I kind of wish that they would do more you know, movies and such of, of him, you know, after, after six and before seven, like there's a big gap. There's like 30 years. And that would be really cool if we had more of what happened with Luke Skywalker and and who knows, maybe they will do that, but. All right. You know, I I do agree with you. I I think that uh, the Boba Fett was a slow burn the first couple of episodes. Um, Very reminiscent of what we saw with uh, WandaVision. Uh, you know, very, very slow, not a lot of action. You know, you, you kind of knew that the first couple of episodes of Boba Fett were setting things up. I really loved his time with the Sand People. You know, they're not really loved in, this, in the Star Wars universe too much, and it gave them almost a humanity uh, that wasn't there before because they're not just these wild uh, sand creatures. 
and I, I I like where they're taking it. You know, we all thought that he was devoured, uh, digested in the belly of the Sarlacc after the events of Return of the Jedi. Uh, And, you know, all of a sudden he popped up in The Mandalorian, got really popular, and now he's got his own show. I like where they're taking it. I like what they're doing with the Star Wars universe. You know, The Mandalorian, great show. Even some of the non, what I would say, some of the non-live action content's good. Uh, Star Wars Visions, I'm not much into anime. But it was very interesting to see what the anime uh, takes on the Star Wars universe were. And, you know, I'm very much looking forward to Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is something that has been bandied about for years, uh, you know, whether it be a feature film or another trilogy. Uh, but we do have uh, Obi-Wan coming in June. So I, I think it is a great time uh, to be a fan. And uh, Mark, where, where do you stand on, on Disney Plus and Star Wars? I, I, I mean, I'm really happy with it so far, and I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's the best time to be a fan because, I mean, Grant and I talk about this sometimes. Um, you know, there was a time there where we didn't think we were getting any more Star Wars, right? Like, you know, that after Return of the Jedi, like, Lucas was like, nope, we're done. And we didn't, we never thought we would ever get any of this stuff, you know? So it's just amazing that we're not only are we getting it, we're getting it several times a year, which is amazing, right? Um, I really think that the Disney plus stuff that they've done is in my opinion, like the best we've, the best Disney star Wars we've seen so far. Right. You know, like I, I, the movies were okay. Um, you know, they, they sort of had their highs and lows. Right. Uh, but I think the, 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 the Disney plus series have been so good and Mandalorian in particular is just, uh, I mean, they really hit it out of the park. I think Mandalorian is, is, has been amazing. The Boba Fett show. I liked, I, 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 I felt like it was a little disjointed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I kind of get the feeling I said, like, I don't know if we'll ever get the story about how it was made or anything like that, but like, I kind of get the feeling that this that show started out as one thing and then they decided like halfway through to change the the story <laughs> like that's kind of the feeling i got because it, it just some some stuff just didn't make a whole lot of sense right like there were parts of it that were amazing i just didn't like the story didn't just seem very cohesive you know what i'm saying okay not not like not like mandalorian where like everything sort of flows real well and makes it i mean you know that was more episodic too but i don't know i just i, I felt like mandalorian they did a better job with mandalorian than boba fett that, though i liked it i i'm not saying i didn't like it i did like it do you think that the uh disney plus content is even superior to cbs's star wars holiday special well tony <laughs> it's hard to top the, the star wars holiday special but in this case i have to say yes i think it is well in, in spite of that answer, I will still wish you an early happy life day, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I do want to put a plug. Like also you, what you, you mentioned about Star Wars Visions, and I, I had actually sort of forgotten about that. But I will tell you, like I, I was surprised by Star Wars Visions. I, I was like, oh, I'll watch it, but I'm probably not going to like it very much. And I was really surprised that, um, at how much I enjoyed that series. Like I thought, like it was like you. I'm not, I'm not a big anime person at all. But I thought they, they, you know, some of the stories and that they were self-contained and I thought they were really good. Um, also, the 
the Bad Batch um, animated series was uh, I thought was really good. I was never I watched the Clone Wars. I I often joke that it was sort of like homework for me. Right? Okay. I, <laughs> I felt like I was like, oh, I got to watch this. You know, there were episodes that were really good. There was a lot of filler. And so, and I would get law, you know, and sort of get bored by it. But, um, you know, so, but like the Bad Batch, I thought was a really tight story. Like it was, I mean, there's also significantly fewer episodes in the season, but I thought that the story was really well done. The, the episodes were really tight. I was, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed that show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of those animated series are really good too. Yeah. I've never, uh, never been into the, the animated Star Wars stuff. I have a, a Star Wars friend, Dave, who, you know, get gobbles all of it up and yeah. loves it with a passion. But I just I haven't been able to get into it. So the nice thing with Disney Plus is it's always there and I don't have to go and search it out. You know, right, I just need to right. log on and there it is. And, so, and it's kind of nice because it's like, you know, there's you know something for everybody and that's fine. You know, I mean, it may not be for me, but this one is and, and that's fine. That's the way it all works. Right. Right. Exactly. All right, so let's let's talk Obi Wan. We've got that coming up in June. Ah. I know Adam sounded very excited to talk about it. Yeah, Obi Wan. Um, this is what I'm talking about. This is like, I want you know, I want more of Luke Skywalker between six and seven. Obi Wan, I want between three and four. Right, and it's hard because well, it's not hard because you could just age Ewan McGregor. That's like he's the same person. He can just you know. And that's what they're doing. I mean, they're doing it. So um, <laughs> it's um, we I, I, everybody loves Darth Vader. Spoiler alert. He's going to be in the show. But that's been out there. Everybody loves Darth Vader. Yeah. And I'm so happy we're getting more of that. And I'm happy we're getting more of Obi-Wan. I hope that we get Force Ghost um, Liam Neeson, uh, Qui-Gon yeah. Jinn. They have not said yes or no. I really hope he is there because he was he was a character that him and Darth Maul, although I know Darth Maul came back in the animated stuff and then eventually in Solo. But him and Darth Maul were like, why did they get rid of them so early in the movies? You know, I kind of wish they hung around a little bit longer. That's my understanding. Spoiler alert again. (laughs) Darth Maul will not be in this series and they kind of like wrote him out, which is kind of unfortunate because that would have been cool to have him and Vader both going after Obi-Wan at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And then who knows if Palpatine, Darth Sidious is in this because he, he should be walking around doing something. Right. Yeah. He's um, definitely around. Like I, I, I don't want to like set myself up for disappointment, but like, I kind of wish this was longer than like, I could go for, <laughs> I could go for like three more movies like of this time period. I don't know. It's just like, there's so much like stuff that they can do. And I'm glad yeah. they're doing it. I sound I sound um, ungrateful. I am grateful that we're getting this show. And we know he's not going to die at the end because he shows, you know, the Alec Guinness version of him shows up in. Um, that's not funny. Alec Guinness on St. Patrick's Day. Go figure. Um, <laughs> he shows up in four. So, like, we kind of have a feeling how it's going to end. We just don't know what's happening in, in between, which is kind of cool. And uh, but regardless, I am very excited because you know the prequels for the most part weren't great but the one of the bright spots was 
Ewan McGregor as um, Obi-Wan for the three uh, movies. So this would be good. Yeah, I'm I'm very upset to see that Darth Maul will not be involved. Uh, apparently, they had originally written it with him uh, as a part of the you know project, and then decided to go with Darth Vader. I'm not a Hayden Christensen fan. Uh, you know, it's better than Jake Lloyd coming back as uh, young Anakin, <laughs> um, but it's Hayden Christensen, and I personally would have enjoyed uh, Darth Maul. You know, my my tough thing is, you know, we were talking about this a little bit with with Boba Fett is they're humanizing the villains. You know, when when I was a kid, Mark, tell me in 1977, there was nobody worse than Darth Vader. No. You and, know, and, 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 you know, and 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 that was good. And like, I didn't I didn't need to know his backstory. I was just he was just the ultimate villain. And that was cool. Right. You knew he was going to force choke somebody. Right. You know, you just didn't want to cross him. And over time, through the prequels, uh, you know, we've learned that he's a tortured soul. You know, his mother was killed. He murdered, uh, you know, a bunch of sand people. You know, he kind of went a little nuts with his with the force. He killed some Padawans, uh, you know. So all of a sudden he becomes this tragic figure as opposed to this, you know, black hearted villain right. uh, that we had been brought up with in the first three movies. Um, you know, episodes four, five, and six, where there was no one worse than Darth Vader. I mean, in in 1977, Darth Vader might have uh, had a chance against Jaws. You know, Jaws versus Darth, <laughs> Darth Vader, who was worse? That was, you know, I wasn't swimming in the water, uh, and I didn't want to encounter Darth Vader in a Death Star. Yes. So, you know, all of a sudden they're they're humanizing him, and I just I I hope they don't try to do more of that in this miniseries. Like, I hope they don't try to reconcile. You know, Obi-Wan cut your arms and legs off. You know, you hate him. That's yeah. that's where we should be at this point. Right, right. There should be no reconciliation. You know, you're bad, you're evil. And, uh, you know, that's that's your job. Just be bad and evil. So, yeah, look, very much looking forward to that. I just yeah. wonder how much Hayden Christensen acting can there be if, it's really the Vader character. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. first of all, it's not going to be his voice. It's going to be James Earl. It has to be James Earl Jones' voice. Otherwise, nothing of this is going to make any sense. Unless, of course, that they show him without, like, the mask, which they could do that. And and that's and they're going to because otherwise, what's the point of paying this guy to come back, you know? Right. Like, right. when they did um, Rogue One, it was just stunt actors in the suit. And then it was, you know, James Earl Jones' voice. I don't know if Hayden is going to put on the suit the whole time or just part of the time, but I just wonder when. So I guess it's going to we're going to have two different people. We're going to have this the the man in the suit who is going to be like the Vader we all know, and then it's going to be him without the, the helmet on, and you're going to see his like charred face, and he's probably going to be like, you know, you're gonna you're gonna feel sorry for him because he looks terrible. That's what's right. going to happen. But the only time you get to see his face like that is in his meditation chamber. Other than that, he's got to be in, you know, yeah. his his Darth Vader mask. Yeah. So well, that's what's going to happen. They're going to do that. They're going to do flashbacks. You know. Well, that's, that's it's coming. It's going to happen. That's what I I wonder if we're not going to get Hayden in flashbacks. You know, mm-hmm. moments between him and Obi Wan that we didn't see in the films or in the Clone Wars or something yeah. like that. And they de-age everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, but, that, but that's that's kind of my thought. Like, cause it, I, I agree 100 percent. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to bring him back just to put him in the suit with the mask on. I mean, I guess you, you could, but I just don't know why you would do that. You know, I don't think they would. I, I just like in terms of like budgeting and everything, like why would they because they have to pay him money to show up. And OK, so if he demands too much money, then they'll they'll just rewrite the story where it's he's only in the mask. Yeah. And you don't see his face at all. So because they brought him, like I feel like if they brought him back, they're paying him to come back. They're paying to show his face, yeah. even if it's even if it's all burned up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm, I, I don't like. I'm not a huge fan of the of the prequels, but I, I, I hope that like I do hope that Hayden gets a chance to redeem himself <laughs> here a little bit because I, I. I, I did think he was one of the weaker elements of the prequels, you know, so I hope, I hope he come, you know, he's able to redeem himself a little bit on, on, on the show. But we'll see. But not so much that we en- actually end up liking him. Right. <laughs> I hear you totally, Tony. Cause I, I just it, like, it was like Darth Vader was like, he was like the ultimate evil. Right. Right. And then, and then it was like, sort of like, well, now I kind of, you're supposed to feel bad for him. And I'm like, I don't want to feel bad for him. I just want him to be evil. Like, that's what I want. Right. And, and, you know, I know, I know Mark will get this reference. Many of our listeners might not, but, you know, I kind of midway through this uh, new series expect Obi-Wan to find out that uh, uh, Darth Vader's mother's first name was Martha. That's, <laughs> could, hey, we may get there, you know? Right. <laughs> Do you so, do you guys want to see the emperor or because in the timeline of things he doesn't show up until f- five on the as a hologram to talk to Vader and then in six you actually see him in the flesh yeah so would that kind of ruin it if we get a you know Emperor Palpatine doing something I don't I, know I don't I I wouldn't mind seeing him. I don't know that I want the story to be about Palpatine, but if he shows up, I'm, you know, and, you know, if he's in it, I don't, I, I'm fine with that. I don't know that yeah. I wanted to, you know, revolve sh- around Palpatine. Yeah, it shouldn't be a main storyline. Right. I don't want Palpatine. I don't need Jar Jar Binks, and I don't want a Death Star. <laughs> oh, speaking of speaking of Jar Jar Binks, so I was watching a YouTube video that were breaking down the trailer, and one of the one of the neon signs in like the uh, the underworld city view that they had, one of the signs was it was like Gungan um, something, Gungan Delhi or Gungan Eats, something like oh. that. It that in Orabesh. And okay, I thought you were gonna say Jar Jar was their spokesperson or something. No, no, no. It was just the sign, but the sign read Gungan. I wish I I wish I wrote down what it was, but it was but it was like the fact that they would put that on the sign. Where and wherever the heck this city is means that the Gungans are still around and there is a chance <laughs> well, we will hope, see one of them. <laughs> hopefully Jar Jar is like the Gungan version of Jared uh, for delis uh, as Jared was to Subway and now yeah. uh, Jar Jar is in prison somewhere. Well, isn't it isn't it canon? I think isn't it in one of the books, the new books that he's like he, he becomes up, like a senator. No, he he's like he ends he's sort of like shunned from society because basically he was the one that start that started the clone wars in the end right like he 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 was the one who voted to give the powers to the emperor or whatever yeah and and he ends up like as like 
you know, like juggling on a street corner to entertain children or something wow. like that. I think that's in one of the one of the new books. I don't think it's one of the Legends books. I, I think he probably takes part in uh, the Galaxy's Got Talent, which is a talent competition. It, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I could only hope that happened to him. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Mark, you, you do mention uh, something that not that doesn't get a lot of talk, uh, and that is books. You know, Star Wars, especially now with with Disney running the show, um, it's not just about hotels and action figures and Disney Plus series. Star Wars actually has a very vibrant uh, book and novel division. Uh, last year, they started the High Republic series, which uh, takes place a couple of hundred years prior to the events of, of episodes of episode one, actually. Uh, I know that Yoda is involved because he's only about 500 or 600 when uh, the High Republic takes place. And, you know, I thought that that might be where they were going with these movies. Um, personally, as a Star Wars fan, the High Republic has not caught hold with me. Um, it's a multi-pronged attack where they're doing books, comic books, graphic novels, young reader novels. Um, but they haven't done any type of 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 show or movies yet. And I think that's where they lose people. Um, the other part is just trying to integrate a whole new set of characters into a star Wars universe, uh, which is really tough. Either of you read any of the books? I've read a few over the years. I haven't read any of the new ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, I read, I read some of the legends ones and, um, uh, one of my favorite books, which is now legends, but it was, I think it was like the last book they put out before they, you know, legends became legends was Kenobi, which was, okay. you know, and, and I thought that book, I really enjoyed that book. I thought that was really good. Um, it's sort of like about Ben Kenobi's first few weeks or months on, on tattooing after, after everything happened. So I thought that would, that was pretty good, but I haven't really, really read any of the new ones. You know, my, my favorite part of that book is when he's, uh, you know, week two on tattooing and he realized he's realizes he forgot sunblock. <laughs> yeah that that was a, it was rough yeah twin twin sons will do that to you <laughs> um uh, another component uh you know i mentioned earlier that i i do collect comic books uh one thing that has happened uh, we've seen this with disney for galaxy's edge we saw this for avengers campus we're seeing it now for star cruiser is that they do create uh, comic books that tie in with these new lands and and new uh, resorts uh, that give more of the backstory because of course the Halcyon just didn't come into existence. It's been around for a while, uh, and it's actually the ship on which Han and Leia uh, had their honeymoon uh, after they were married, uh, and that is actually going to be a novel, a Star Wars novel. It's the story of their engagement uh, and their marriage and their honeymoon. Uh, so that ties the Halcyon in, uh, you know, Disney, if if they do anything right, it's it's their marketing and tying stuff together, uh, building backstory, uh, which, uh, you know, I think they do a phenomenal job at um, it. Uh, it's only when they try to retcon some of this stuff, you know, like make Darth Vader good that that I have issues with it. Yeah. Um, so what 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 else do we have coming in Star Wars? Anything, anything you guys are looking forward to? Well, they were supposed we're supposed to get that movie. Um, first of all, like we have no like real confirmed confirmed movies coming yeah. up. There was supposed to be the movie that um, uh, the woman that did uh, Wonder Woman Patty was Jenkins. making. 
That's right. Patty, Patty Jenkins. Jenkins doing Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Right. But but then it came out that like she wasn't able to do it because her schedule didn't work or something. Yeah, it's just being postponed a little bit. And um, and then there was another recent announcement. I don't I don't know if it's an announcement, but um, Damon Lindenhoff is supposed to be writing a new Star Wars movie. Now he is a writer from Lost and The Watchmen. Which is a movie that came out like 10 years ago. Uh, it's also a series on HBO. Yeah, it's probably oh. a series, I'm thinking. Oh, maybe he's, he does a series. Hmm. Well, anyway, yeah, we don't, but we don't know what any of these movies are about. I, I don't, um, I personally don't mind the continuation of the Skywalker saga. I feel like we did not get enough of Finn and, um, and what the heck is going on with him. Plus they teased that he's got the force at the end of nine. Well, apparently Finn. everybody's got the force. <laughs> Stable kids, Finn, yeah. <laughs> Ray. Yeah, I think I might have the force. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, or it was just a bad burrito. I'm not sure what it was. Um, Ray, I would love. I would like to. I, I don't. I'd like to. You continue these characters if they're willing to come back. Why not? Um, I guess Kylo Ren can't because he's dead. Killed him, I guess. But Star, the good thing about Star Wars is like they could always create more worlds and they can keep world building and um and and they can you know make things more like darker and they can make things more lighter no pun intended but like they could really like do kind of semi-horror stuff if they really wanted to i don't know if disney would ever do that but or and they can do more like family friendly like there's there's a whole broad spectrum that they can they can do but like you said as long as they, they, they don't retcon like things that are already existing Right. Then and, it's fine, and it's new stuff. But if they start changing old stuff, then it gets gets frustrating and upsetting, I guess. Um, right. Which, like for instance, one of my big pet peeves is that in um, Galaxy's Edge and in Rise of the Resistance and in the Star Wars uh, Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, Kylo Ren has his regular normal helmet, and at the end of eight he just or during eight he destroyed it he doesn't fix it until in the beginning of nine and when he does fix it it's got that like red you know markings all over it so it his helmet should not look the way he shouldn't even have a helmet if they were going by their own rules that they make so that's like that's my a, that's my that's big point peep about that all right adam you're in charge of continuity <laughs> yeah i didn't you know what i never thought about that but that's true it should be his normal head and they do it to cheap out so that they could put any actor in there yeah. That's why they do it, <laughs> so that they don't have to like get a, a Adam Driver lookalike. But if you're gonna do it right, do it right, and they don't with that they don't do it right, and they have I've yet to see any anybody explain the reason why that's like that. Don't give me this nonsense that he had other helmets, because if he had other helmets, then why did he repair the one that was broken at the beginning of nine? He would have just worn the spare helmet. Well, look, you got to have a spare helmet, man, because, like, <laughs> you know, you sweat in that thing, and then it starts to smell. you got to get it cleaned every now and then. You know, it is funny. Like, they wear the same clothes, like, these whole <laughs> movies. And, like, they never show you, like, do they do laundry? And how does that work? Galactic dry cleaners. That's, does he uh, have that's pajamas? Have. Like, I don't I know. Don't, that's, that's what Galaxy Edge needs. They need a, a, a laundry. Well, dry cleaner. Yeah, definitely.
Well, you, you know, Adam, you know, you mentioned these films that, that may or may not get made. One thing that disappointed me with the uh, episode 789, the last trilogy, is it seems like they were all made independently and no one realized it was a trilogy. Yeah. You know, and there are two films. There's rumors that Kevin Feige, who's in charge of the Marvel Universe, wants to do a Star Wars movie. And uh, Taika Watiti. Uh, who is the director of the last two Thor movies, as well as Free Guy. Uh, actually, he acted in Free Guy, did not direct it, but has interest in doing a Star Wars movie. So, you know, that was knowing... confirmed, that one, now that I think about it. I think that was actually rumors. confirmed by Disney that, that he's going to do a Star Wars movie. Yes, supposedly. But, <laughs> you know, here you've got these two guys in Marvel, and, you know, Marvel is Disney as well. And then you got seven, eight, nine, which seemed completely disjointed, but Marvel can put together a 27 film right. run and and have it flow nicely. So I just I hope that Star Wars, when the films start up again, that they give us a nice cohesive universe. Yeah, I mean, I I even get the feeling, you know, and I know that we we keep hearing like oh, this person's doing a movie and that person's doing a movie and that you know, but there's no firm dates for anything, and it's it, a lot of it is just. You know, they announce something, but, you know, we don't ever hear anything about it again. I, I kind of get the feeling that, you know, maybe they're a little gun shy on on doing another movie. Right. You know what I'm saying like, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get one, but it's just I don't think they're in any, any hurry. You know, I think that's kind of where we're at. Like, they'd rather just do the Disney Plus stuff has been really, really well received. I, I think maybe they're just right now they're very content to just let that let let that go its way, you know. Right. Well, for for all 20 of our listeners, I'd like to uh, let them and the two of you know uh, that I am working on a Star Wars movie. You are. I I am. Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. Uh, I don't know when it's going to come out, but, uh, you know, I've I've got one in the works as well. C-3PO and R2 better be in it. Everyone else has one. So this is breaking news. It is. I'm going to put it on on Twitter tomorrow. It's going to be it's going to go viral. I'm I'm hoping that Variety picks it up. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like the Kevin Feige thing is like, you know, he's done a, a lot of good work for Disney. He's made them a lot of money. That's probably more of like a, you know, yeah, you can do that. You could do a Star Wars movie if you want to. We'll let you do that because, you know, he probably like told them he's going to do it. Otherwise, he'll leave or <laughs> it's yeah, almost he's, like, a, he's like, like a blackmail thing. Yeah, he's know? like the golden child over there. Yeah. Yeah, he's like he is a huge um, not to get off track, but he is a huge Disney Disney fan and Disney Parks fan. And like if there's anybody to to if there's any creative person that I would want to be CEO that's currently like in the room, it'd be um, it'd be him because I feel like he really gets it. I'm not sure if the current administration really gets it right now, yeah. but well, but movies going forward, you know, with the acceleration of of um streaming and if it makes sense to do multi-million dollar films with big budgets or to just do smaller tv shows that you could spread out and you can require people to pay you know their ten dollars a month streaming service just to to see your movie or your tv show as opposed to you know putting it out there on film i I hate to say it but that is something that i'm sure they are really hedging now is does it make sense to spend 250 million dollars on a movie that we don't know if you know, what if there's another pandemic and people don't go to the movie theater? People just don't go. And I do feel like the new Spider-Man kind of helped solidify that in that 
people are still willing to go out and yeah see movies because that movie was not on any streaming and it pulled in you know almost two billion dollars so in the middle of the pandemic in december and january so it was just i'm hopeful that something like that you know makes these executives realize we could still make money doing regular movies in the movie theater as much as i love streaming uh movies serve a purpose theaters serve a purpose I'd much rather see a movie on a big screen than watch it on a, you know, 65, 70 inch screen in my living room. Um, but I'm a movie guy and, you know, I still buy CDs. I don't buy digital music. So I'm old school. <laughs> I, I agree 100 percent. There's just there's something about I don't know that you'll ever totally eliminate the theater experience. Right. There's just, just something about sitting in those chairs with a huge screen with the awesome sound that you know you just can't replicate at home i mean it doesn't matter how right. big a screen you can get at home it's it's never going to replicate that that's exactly. that's that's you what know. i was like thinking about with this obi-wan series is imagine if we're in a theater watching this and the roar of the crowd you get when you know um obi-wan shows up when vader shows up when even the emperor shows up like we're not going to get that with this series right, we're just going right. to be at home watching it on your computer and you know, at three o'clock in the morning because you don't want to be spoiled by anybody online. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be like half asleep. Oh, look, it's Darth Vader. There he is. All right, going back to bed. You know, <laughs> so I, it's just like we lose that, and I I hate it. I hate that we lose that ability. We lose that with the streaming. And I like watch. I like watching most things at home, but the the big stuff I do like you know watching in theaters. And 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 my pet peeve. One of my pet peeves recently. Go back, Disney. Go back to releasing them on Fridays. I, I hate the Wednesday release date. <laughs> it was so nice. Like Friday, the release date was so nice because I just had to avoid the spoilers for the rest of the day. Yeah. And then I'd I'd usually watch it that night. Yeah, watch know, it with, yeah. with my family. But um, but you know what happens on a Friday? People go out. They go out all weekend. You do it on a Wednesday. You've got a couple days to watch it. You're in the office on Thursday. You're talking about it. You want to do it on a Friday night? You're not back in the office till Monday. By that point, you've got a lot of other stuff to talk about with your office mates. If you're even back in the office these days. Yeah. But well, you, you know. two are still sitting in your home in your pajamas, aren't you? I uh, pretty That's, much. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So eating cheese doodles. It's it's the way work was meant to be. That's right. <laughs> um, so before we get too far off track, uh, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us for our, our little talking nerdy segment today with the three boys. Uh, and remind everyone that, as always, the podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com, request a quote, and let Chris and her team plan your family's next off-planet vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. And on behalf of Mark and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.